The Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I'm Marissa Q. Payne. And I'm Dr. James Payne. And we're super excited to have you for this episode of the Best Of Edition for the Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast. Best of. I can't believe the season is over. It went so fast. I know. I know. This season has flown by. But what a great season of tips, tools, and strategies for building healthy relationships. Yeah. I mean, it was, yes, tips, tools, strategies, and a whole bunch of shenanigans. (laughs) And a whole bunch of laughter along the way. Yeah, what was your favorite part of this season? Oh, man, just probably the guest. So I know you asked for guests this season. Exactly. And so bringing the uh, other energy in the room and the other perspectives, that was pretty cool. That was my idea. Yeah, and I thought having Jewel on some of the shows was funny, too. Her energy was amazing. Her perspectives are always comical. Also my idea. (laughs) I I mean, mean, Jewel. Jewel's my idea. Both great ideas. I'm going to take credit for all the good stuff. Man, whatever you need, if you need that credit, let me tell you what, it was your idea. <laughs> no, I think so, too. I think the guests were great. We're, we're actually working on some new formatting based on what we learned for season three. But um, before we take that break, we thought we would do some best ofs and some recaps. So we're going to be doing that for the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited to dive in and get started and uh, dealing with these best of series, man. We had so much fun this season. We can't wait to unpack this best of series. Exactly. I was actually thinking, if you can believe it, the season, we actually started like late spring, early Mm -hmm. summer 2020. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're like 2021. Yeah. Like so much has changed it has you know happy um, new year happy new year yeah, happy new year <laughs> um so it was a lot of covid talk of course mm-hmm. this season yep. of course we talked about the guests we had the vow renewal yep. that's like a distant memory now yeah um you remember the vow renewal vaguely <laughs> Fortunately, we have some pretty cool pictures and videos at SuccessfulMarriages.org that you can go out and check out uh, if you want to see me dancing and getting down. So I'm able to live through the photos. It is. Uh, it's and on the, the website, pictures. SuccessfulMarriages.org. That, mm-hmm. was, that was definitely a highlight of 2020. Definitely a highlight of 2020. Uh, I can't believe we got remarried in the age of COVID, but we pulled it off. We did. Uh, I think we uh, had a lot of fun with that. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad we did that. So where should we start in this um, recap? So back in episode four, we got a question from Carl uh, that led to some pretty meaningful dialogue and discussion, both among ourselves and among our guests during that very next episode when we did the blended episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With uh, Pastor Rasan Jordan, his wife, Stacy Jordan and uh, therapist Rachel Jackson. Let's listen in. You've got mail. Okay, so today's um, question came from Carl. Carl said, my wife and I have been married for five years. We have one daughter together and she has a son from a previous relationship. My issue is that it seems like her son's father doesn't respect boundaries and she's too nice to tell him to respect our boundaries and back off. They have an arrangement with their son, but he's often coming by to see him or bring him something outside um, of the arrangement. I'm getting frustrated 
frustrated and trying not to go off on him. How can I get him to back off without going off? Wow, that's big. Because mm. uh, this involves another dude. <laughs> so that's always a trigger issue for uh, for men. Other dudes is a problem. Okay. Uh, so I would say this. Other dudes. You say that, so that's... That's his dad. That's he's co-parenting with him. I get it. It's tricky. It's okay. tricky. I mean, you're he, just keeping the man perspective. I'm keeping perspective. exactly, okay. uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I would say this. I, I would say for starters, uh, have a conversation with your wife about the concerns uh, mm-hmm. because that's the person you're in covenant relationship with. So have a, a conversation with her about your concerns and get on the same page in your house first mm-hmm. on what the what the boundaries need to look like. Uh, then you develop your game plan uh, from there to communicate uh, with the child's father on the changes that need to be modified in his behavior about how he needs to respect your boundaries. And then you just hold him accountable to it. What if his boundaries aren't realistic? Uh, I think based on what I've uh, heard of what you read, the boundaries are realistic. Uh, so there's an, uh, there's an agreement and he's coming to the house outside of the agreement. So that's realistic. Don't come outside of the agreement. (laughs) I mean, but maybe there's a valid reason for it. Like, I don't know. Something exciting happened and he wanted to show his son. I mean, it's his son. Mm -hmm. So. So he needs to use social media. He needs to. How old is the baby? The baby. Was he five? The baby not on social media. We don't know because we don't know how old the baby he's is. He's five. Oh, he's been married for been five married years. Been married for five years. Sorry. No, we don't have an age for the baby. Uh, okay, well, let's just say he's five. Okay. that's He was five in my mind. Well, if the baby was five in your mind, that means what? I'm saying let's just assume he's five. So that's why I was saying, like, you want to see your son. You know, some, y- there, might, there may be circumstances that warrant you seeing, you know, your son that day. If he's not sick. Injured uh-huh. or anything like like follow the agreement, follow the arrangement uh, because you're infringing on, you know. So should he have a conversation? So talk to the wife. I definitely agree with that. Yes. They should be on the, on same, the same page. page. She might feel like, you know, he gets to see his dad when he wants to or something like that. So they need to get on the same page first. Yeah. Would it be appropriate for him to talk to dad? To, you know, dad to dad. Definitely. So, mm. yeah, he, he definitely should talk to him dad to dad, dude to dude. Uh, that's important mm. uh, to have that conversation. Uh, my only counsel prior to doing that would be to get on the same page with your wife. So you're presenting uh, how you're going to manage this from your household perspective, mm-hmm. just not out of your own balance of emotion. Mm. Uh, and so get on the same page with the wife. Once you're on the same page with the wife, communicate it to uh, the child's father and hold them accountable to it. Uh, boundaries must be established. It is tricky. I mean, it's. I think that this is actually a really great example um, or topic for a guest episode. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> because, um, you know, so, so the, you know, wife, mom could have a conversation, right? Mm. And say, you know, hey, because it's, you know, it is, this is this king's castle. Right. Um, and and the, therefore, you know, house rules should definitely be respected. That's right. And in that king's castle is um, son. 
So um, who's a minor, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, so that's a, that is tricky. Yeah. And again, we're not trying to keep the child's father from the father. We just want the king's castle to be regarded, respected, and to have the boundaries honored. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, I agree. Yes. <laughs> I think that was such a good question. It was a great question. And, you know, I really enjoyed Rachel's response, right? I thought she added such uh, flavor to uh, the question uh, in a comedic way. Yeah, Rachel's hilarious. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, I, I think really there's some questions in that because okay. it's not as cut as it sounds. Mm. I think that there um, he spoke about boundaries being crossed. But truth of the matter is, is there a miscommunication going on? Mm. One of the biggest mistakes we make, um, because I am a divorced mom mm. of three, the biggest mistake we make is thinking that that piece of paper should truly manage how we raise our children after divorce. Mm. And that's not true. That's just a guideline to say what a court system says, how you can keep the peace. Mm. But maturity, direct communication, that helps you parent your children after divorce. So the question I would have is, is the uh, biological father speaking to someone in that house and they're not communicating with him? Besides the kid. Besides the kid. Um, The other thing is, what was the initial root conversation when they went into blending this family? Mm. You know, what did the husband and the wife say about dad outside of this paperwork? Mm. What do we we say he can and cannot do? Mm -hmm. So those are some things that we need to understand. But if all of that is cut and dry and he's not communicating, he's really crossing boundaries, then it is time for mom to step up. Mm-hmm. It's time for her to step up and have a conversation with him because that's her ex-husband. That's her baby daddy. <laughs> so have a conversation with him. Explain to him what's working and not working with the way he's approaching things. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't let new hubby be hit by the bus. Like mm-hmm. that's setting up. I mean, you getting ready to set it off when you do that. So don't go and say my husband yeah. got an issue with this or Ooh, yeah. he mad because you pop. That's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go in and say, hey, the way you're handling things coming over here. It's not going to it's not working for my household Mm -hmm. and then redirect him. Um, I think that if her voice isn't being heard, then it's going to be time for hubby's voice to be heard. Mm. But I think it's only right that she's given an opportunity to correct things first. Mm. Mm, That's good. So Rachel talked a lot about uh, maturity and direct communication and not being dependent uh, on like the government or third party people. Uh, to really guide and govern how you show up, which I thought was just an incredible point uh, for her to make uh, in the response to Carl's question. Yeah, I was really hoping for some relief from Mm. that dude language you were using all the time. (laughs) Um, I was hoping Pastor Rasan would help me with that, but I didn't really get it. (laughs) Uh, Here's Pastor Rasan's reaction. That makes me cringe, Pastor Jordan. (laughs) Can you please, you're probably not going to help me, but I'm going to ask your perspective on this other dude notion. I appreciate what Dr. Payne is saying. (laughs) Wow. You know, there's obviously a way to go about the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I I think that uh, what Dr. Payne is saying is dead on. Um, For for men, though, it's it's really important that we have structure. Mm. And so I wouldn't 
you know, want someone to invade my space in that way. Mm. Um, as a man, someone that's just showing up, mm. you know, unannounced, um, that's something that um, I think would need to be handled. Mm. And when I say handled, obviously, I'm not talking about any physical <laughs> altercations going on here. Per se. Um, yeah, yeah. As a first step. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and so um, I would have the conversation with the child first mm. and say, hey, you know, if you're going to um, call dad, please talk to me first mm. because we have to be prepared to receive him. Mm. So I think there's a way to communicate that in which um, the child will be, you know, um, encouraged in the situation, mm. not not held back from communicating with his father, but encouraged to do it the right way. Mm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Stacey, what do you think? Like, because I feel like in that scenario is the child or how do you avoid the child from getting caught up in the middle or I know sometimes kids can kind of play both sides. Absolutely. Um, I, again, I think someone said this um, previously, that there has to be a, a maturity level between the two parents, the mm. father that's outside of the household and also the mom who's actually inside of the household. Mm. There has to be a level of maturity of communication between them so that they um, they can actually be able to keep those boundaries of, of, of what her husband wants. Mm. I thank God that I didn't have to go through that because <laughs> there was a level of maturity between my husband and my uh, step kid's mom as well. And um, I didn't have to communicate with her at all. Mm -hmm. And that was absolutely a blessing. And so those boundaries actually with him being able, being able to communicate to her and she was able to be in a mature situation as an individual and her um, and their like their communication and then us being able to communicate with our kids. I didn't have to deal with the drama, the drop bys, you mm -hmm. know, unannounced or any of that. So I definitely think, again, the maturity between the two individuals. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I, I think the more I think about this whole notion of blending uh, all together, that blending really is about uh, at its core. I think blending families is about blending children into mm -hmm. the, the relationship yeah. and, and into the family. Uh, because y'all fell in love don't necessarily mean the kids did. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, Pastor Jordan believed uh, it most appropriate to communicate with the child first. I thought that was an interesting perspective because my default go to was to go straight to the other dude, as I kept referring to it. You just could not get on board with that. <laughs> uh, but to go to the child first and really kind of set expectations, uh, which is just one perspective, I think, and how best to uh, how best to address it. Yeah, I think ultimately what we heard was that maturity is the name of the game. Yeah. And I think we heard that from a lot of our guests. Mm -hmm. um, I actually enjoyed the chat we had with um, Kathy Williamson, our financial advisor, um, when she discussed why money and marriage can be so challenging. Why do you think uh, money is such a big critical issue for couples to align around it. And, and what are some of the, the uh, more prominent barriers that you've seen in kind of working with couples trying to get their money right? Money is very intimate mm -hmm. and very personal. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that 
early on we were taught, we don't talk about it, right? So probably your parents didn't talk about it much. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they hid some things. And so you thought it was always going to be the way that it was for your parents if it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And you thought that same thing if it wasn't a good thing. Mm -hmm. So you developed a mindset around it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we do, we want to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you have couples, you've got these, most of the time, opposing views <laughs> on money. Mm-hmm. And while you're in the, you know, falling in love stage and engaging stage, you know, and I'm not a psychologist, so mm-hmm. this is just what I've observed over time. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. over the last 20 years of sitting with couples. <laughs> I don't know. I think if you work with couples and money, you it's right. You might not be a psychologist, yeah. but you psychologist adjacent. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> you, you deserve an honorary. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I listen and I look and I watch exchanges and things like that because that lets me know where I need to go, who I need to approach and how I need to approach mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. because that becomes, you know, the end goal is to get everybody here, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle here somewhere. Uh, so I do listen a lot and uh, pay attention yeah. and I do a lot of that. So, you know, because it's so personal and because it's, it's based on what your environment has been mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. um, And then, you know, while you're coming together as a couple, we don't necessarily want to put our bad sides out there or, you know, we don't do that. We're very engaged in the the physical, Mm -hmm. the all of that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, emotional, all of that. So money becomes the last thing we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But truth be told. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to find that piece out pretty quickly here yeah, because yeah. it's really difficult if you decided that you loved someone already, mm-hmm. you know, and then they come with this baggage that you didn't know about and you don't find out about it until after mm-hmm. you've gotten married. There's a trust issue now. Mm-hmm. You've created an issue. Somebody has created an issue. Yeah, that reminds me uh, of another one of my favorite guests, the Inquiring Minds episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On this episode, the ladies talked about taboo topics. uh, And yeah, that was one of my really, really favorites. Politics. Do you do you talk politics with? suitors or people that you're meeting along the way? She says suitors. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the old one. (laughs) Wow. 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 What do you, what do you call them? I don't know what you call them. I'm pretty sure it's not suitors. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I have referred to, to folk as gentlemen callers. Oh my is God, that a, that's worse. Is that a good one? No, no good that, that is definitely not good. I, I, I'm not sure I'm going yeah, to. You, no, you no. two are showing that you have been out of the game for a minute. No. So the, the suitors. So what do you, this dude, this guy, what do you say? I don't even know. I think, I, I think the suitors Crickets. threw me off, so I can't, yeah, right, right. I can't even. I don't even know remember. now. And so when you're talking to your college. girlfriend, what do you say? This guy. This guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. This guy. Or whatever I call him from, you know, the dating site, like, 
You remember the shorty I told you about? Because he's short. Uh, and... uh, <laughs> Do you remember the non-working guy I told you about? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> There's but some kind of descriptor. Right. You're very right. That's There's how you something. talk to your girlfriend about yes. him. Like, cause you tell her, can you believe he called me? And you know, wow. <laughs> yes. oh boy. Oh boy. Right. Wow. <laughs> oh, that, that wow. is a good one. Marissa. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. I mean, with my sister, I'm just like, so what old boy talking about? Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. So when do you talk politics? When does that come up? These last four years has made you really, you know, politics become a thing. You know, I think these last four years has brought that to the forefront. Yeah. I don't think in the past you would speak politics, you know, but I think these four years has definitely brought that out. I feel at some point naturally based on the things that just go on now in the world, at some point it's just going to come up. I don't Mm -hmm. really like have a list okay we got to talk about this 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 I like to flow with it and keep it Mm -hmm. natural Mm -hmm. so that the real person comes forth a bit so would it be a deal breaker for me it would be it would be I think it It would be be because you have to have the same values and Mm -hmm. the same morals and ethics and I think that there comes a point in time where the rubber meets the road and you just mm-hmm. have to agree in some places. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about it early because I don't want to mm-hmm. drag this on and six months down the road, I'm feeling you, you feeling me. And then you say, yeah, so I, you know, voted for Trump, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, we have to break up. Right. <laughs> Wow. I'm getting wow. my It's purse. interesting because it's not like the kind of thing that I hear often on people's lists. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like mm. what you're looking for. I don't I don't often hear people say, well, their political views. Well, I you think know? that's like a sub. Like you it's have one, two, three. Yeah. And then you have one <laughs> A, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I and, think and, it's like a sub. Right. And then again, I think it's 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 important now because these are the most different times of our lives, right? So mm-hmm. things that are happening now, I don't think they happened before. So you have to put that out there because like Cindy said, you don't want to be three months in, six months in, and you like me. You actually have like selfies of you guys together in your phone and then you got to delete it. <laughs> right. his, no, his name goes to don't answer. Like you don't right. want to do that. So you have to get it early in the beginning and, and not even just political, but just morals too. Like get those questions out the way. Out like the way. shock value because if you ask early, People are, I think people are, are expecting those. Oh, so what do you do for a living? Oh, what do you like to go on vacation? You hit them mm-hmm. with the, the hard questions right off. So they're kind of knocked off their feet. And you already know by the hesitation mm. or the confused look on their face or <laughs> if you're getting the truth or just something they feel like you want to hear. Roche, wow. you're just like, who did you vote for, sir? <laughs> 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 so politics, um, you know, I don't know if... Uh, prior to the age of Trump, <laughs> if it was such an important conversation uh, to have, you know, in your relationship uh, or developing relationship. But he definitely, you know, <laughs> made it necessary that I need to know where you stand. So I, I totally get that. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, may the force be with us. So I think in this, as we're wrapping up about guests, I will have to say, and it's not because she's my daughter, mm. but I think my favorite guest episode and moment oh, man. was when Jewel was on and she busted you out during the fight of the week. I did not deserve <laughs> all of that heat. I'm too good to that child to get that heat. But yes, it was a rough, rough moment, man. That was the best. Listen in. Yeah. I um, identified a laundry service. Mm. And I feel so weird because I feel like I'm always talking about ways to get out of domestic responsibilities on this show. For the record, <laughs> let me clarify. Don't let that be a feeling. <laughs> Underline that, circle it, exclamation point it as a fact. You just said we were busy, so I like it done. And so anyway, I identified a laundry service and I was very, 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 very excited about it. Mm-hmm. And so I told you it was affordable and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to change my life. I've been looking for it for a while and I just hadn't found anything that I felt comfortable with. I found it. I was like, yes, go. Thank you. So I told you, text you and was like, hey, getting a laundry service. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's all I said. And you were like, no, don't do it. Mm. And I was like, yeah, no, I wasn't asking for permission. I was just kind of letting you know. Um, And then you started asking, you asked a question or something about it. And I was just like, so, well, why are you asking about it? You already said no. So I I think, uh, and I I said this when we spoke yesterday, the the no for me in that instance Uh was slow down. Uh, Let me. (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) I'm just listening. Let me make sure, uh, because I know you have a tendency to get trigger happy. Uh, with your spin, like you spin without conscious in my estimation. It's my estimation. It's my side of the store. So <laughs> as a result of spending without consciousness, I just want you to slow down and add context to whatever the new spend is. So what and you said was no. Um, on, and I what I t- internalized and heard was no. So <laughs> <laughs> all that you're talking about is great, but what you said was no. And so then I was like, I'll tell you about it. But first, you got to apologize to me for saying no. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you didn't want to apologize, which it wasn't like a real like apology. I just wanted you which to. Which is why ag- I was like, what I are just you wanted you to about? acknowledge how quickly you just vetoed by default before you even heard you know, what I was proposing, what I was saying. And I was excited. I was like, I found a laundry service. I'm so excited. And you're like, no. And I'm just like, ill. who wants to be around you? (laughs) Let me call somebody else. So long story short, if I'm not mistaken, you actually saw value in the story, in the service, I mean, and don't disagree that it could be a good idea. I definitely saw value in the service once I got more information. Um, and so it, it's, it was a learning 
opportunity. We're always learning and growing, uh-huh. right? We're always <laughs> learning and growing. And, and this was a learning opportunity for me uh, to recognize that my default setting, mm. when you present new ideas on uh, re- expending resources, is generally no, don't do it. Oh my God. Is, and, this the, is the recording on? <laughs> and <laughs> th- that no is really slow down. Okay. So when I say no, I'm really saying slow down. I'm not trying to command and control as mm. much as I'm saying slow, slow, let's slow the decision process down because you'll get excited about something and just, you know, we, we all the way out in left field. I can't even believe this is happening to me and I'm glad I got a witness. I have, I'm listening. I have such amazing points to add to this. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting to be watching this. Mm. Number one is your daughter. Number two is the production assistant on the Life, Love & Leadership Ooh. podcast because I, you got the receipts. I have the receipts <laughs> in my brain. So number one, I want to say, Dad, when you're talking about mom's impulsivity and spending and she's trigger happy, I want to say pot, meat kettle, <laughs> and you're both black. <laughs> That's what I want to say first. If we're going to sit here and talk about trigger happy spending, we can pull the receipts from season one. (laughs) Do you remember the watch that you had to have? You just had to have the watch. And the listeners can go back to that episode. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't know the exact episode. Just side note, write this down. It's a note moment, right? So watch how quiet Marissa gets (laughs) during this segment, right? Because there's a philosophy that we teach. It's when you're wrong, admit it. When you're right, shut up. Shut up. So I'm just going to see. I just want to drop that for the listeners. Keep going, Jewel. Write that down. <laughs> and so, and then number two, it's really interesting to me to hear you say, mm-hmm. mom, when I said, not mom, she's not your mother. <laughs> Marissa, when I said no, I was really saying slow down, like blah, 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 blah. Because some weeks ago... <laughs> On the fight of the week segment, <laughs> there was an angry chew part two. Mm. And the reason you got mad oh was because mom said no. And for you at that time, no meant completely stop the conversation. It's over. We're not talking about this anymore. It was shutting down. <laughs> Girl, and so you have just won the, you permanent, you baby. Get that girl a raise. so it's incredible for me now to hear you say that no means slow down. Let's talk about it. Oh I'm not quite there yet because just a few weeks ago, no. Lord, I worship you. <laughs> and I want to be sure, because this is recording, I do want to be sure that we all heard her say, give this girl a raise. <laughs> and I receive that in the name of Jesus. I receive it and claim it as mine. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, man. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why going to therapy or having a marriage mentor or a marriage coach Matters. Matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so in summation, two things. Number one, Jewel, you did not have to come for me like that. <laughs> I'ma remember that. I'ma remember that. I'ma remember that. Oh my God. And number two, uh, we did resolve the issue. So ultimately, uh, I went back to uh, Marissa and I said, look, um, I recognize my default is typically no. Before I get information, I, I should probably get 
data before I take on a disposition, right? Oh, that's good. That is good. Write that down, y'all. Yes. Get data before you take on a disposition. Uh, And that's how we resolved it. She accepted that I acknowledged that that was wrong of me to just blanketly shut it down, Uh, even though in my mind I'm thinking something completely different, right? Right. That's not what she experienced. So that's the takeaway. I I shall appreciate it. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful, like, quick resolution to something that could have messed us up for the day. Yep. Um, And back to my Christmas gift. So (laughs) 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 you've said it so eloquently. I hate to even be petty and say it, but the request was going to be, um, you know, Chandra Rhymes has a book, I believe, um, The Year of Yes or something like that. Um, And so it was just like, you know, what would it be like to shift your default to a to a to a yes, or at the very least, a tell me more? So this is what I would say to you, um, like Barack Obama would say, my position is evolving, <laughs> right? And like the old Baptist ministers used to say, please be patient with me. He's Aww. not through with me yet. And charge it to his charge it to my head, not my heart. All of that. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't come if, unless I call it for thee. All right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything left to be said. There's nothing left to be said. Uh, we covered a lot. I still can't believe my daughter <laughs> did me like that. But it's all good. We stand in our truth here. And she called me to the carpet on some truth. And so it is what it is. I still love you. I still love you too, girl. We're going to call that an episode, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Um, We'll continue the best of next week. See you then. See you. Bye. This is Life, Love, and Leadership. The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.